Okay. You're good. We're good. I'm going to I'm going to try this. I don't know how this is going to go with me leading this. Yeah, man. So well, we can do we can do a take 2 if you need. You'll have to yeah. You want to practice it? Be honest. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. But you're just going to have to be like you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> try again. I mean, I'll give you constructive criticism. That sounded criticism great. Sure. But let's do it one more time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So now that we have all that out. Uh you're Welcome to another episode of My College Story. I am Brian Motto. And I am Ariana Riley. And we are here today with Miss Betsy Stith. Welcome, Miss Stith. Thank you. It's good to be here. So before we get into the podcast today, um, first would really like to welcome Ariana Riley. She is new to the College Advising Office, and so... Um, welcome to your first episode as well. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. All right. So for those of you who have listened before, guys, I'm going to do my best here. Um, Miranda Davis was very good at this. I don't know how I will be. So, uh, bear with me as I do what I can do and we'll see what we can, we got here. Okay. So Miss Stith, welcome. Thank you. How was your morning with the bear? It was great. Um, He slept in. He like. He didn't sleep yesterday, you said. He did not sleep last night. Or sorry, Mm -hmm. two nights ago. Last night, he slept a solid 12 and a half hours. So for those who don't know who the bear is. The bear is my son. He's one. (laughs) Um, He's great. He keeps my hands full. Um, So yeah, I can't can't complain today. Awesome. So, all right. So we are talking to Miss Betsy Stith. Betsy has been here. I think this is year four, correct? It is. Okay. And Betsy is our AP Euro te- European history teacher. And you also teach eighth grade history. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then in the spring, I'll teach AP government as well. Okay. All right. Awesome. So, um, Betsy has a special place in my heart because she is also from the great state of Ohio. OH. Ohio. All right. We got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> ironically, neither one of us are Ohio State fans. That's true. So we're doing the whole Ohio State chant yet. It, for me, it just really represents the state of Ohio, not Ohio State. So we can get the script shirts that say Ohio. Yes. And not be representing Ohio State? Yes. In fact, Bear has that on today. That's the shirt See, I dressed him in. I almost bought Cute. one the other day. Yes. I'll buy you one next time I'm in Cincinnati. They have them on. Do you Have you looked at Homage? That's where it's from. Yes. See? That's where I need to order. <laughs> we connect. We know. See? <laughs> this is why it's special. Yep. So, okay. So we all have a college story and excited to hear about yours, except the fact that the two places you have degrees from, I'm not fans of. Oh, so we're going to have to get past that. Be. So, um, okay. So number one, let's go with this. Where are you from? So I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio and, um, born and raised, born and raised. Yes. Well, I was technically born in Kentucky. Mm, um, sunny side of the river, right? Yeah. Better side. Um, 
So yeah, lived in the whole like general Cincinnati area my whole life. Um, I didn't move outside of Cincinnati until coming to Tyler, Texas. Okay. Brothers, sisters? I have one older sister. She's also a teacher. She teaches fifth grade. Um, so we like to say education runs in the family. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my cousins are also educators, okay. but my parents were not. Okay. What did they do? My, uh, my dad owned a building materials company okay. and he retired in 2010. And my mom is a CPA, um, like diehard. Like I've known how to balance a checkbook probably since I was in kindergarten. <laughs> All right. Um, and she still works because she like is an uber nerd and loves it. Okay. Which um, I'm glad she found her passion in accounting. So now that you can online bank, do you balance your checkbook still or no? No, I don't. Okay. Don't tell my mom. Okay. Um, okay. So before we get into the whole, how you became a teacher thing, let's talk about how you ended up in Tyler, Texas. So my husband works for the university of Texas at Tyler mm -hmm. and he is tenured there. So he's not really leaving. He also has two kids that, um, are here in this area. So they were not leaving as well. So I was like, well, I guess I can move. Um, and he was super nervous about me finding a job in East Texas. Um, and he said, really, I think the only place that would fit you is All Saints. And like, they never have positions that come open. And then a position came open like the spring that I was coming. So it worked out. It was meant to be. Yes. Well, we're glad you're, we're glad you're here. I remember when you interviewed, and I guess I have to tell the story. I don't, Ariana, I don't know if you've ever heard this story. So Betsy comes in mm -hmm. and I think Kyle was walking you around. Yes. And you come in the college office and he's introducing you. He says, you're from Ohio. And I gave you this awkward hug. Like, oh, my people. Oh, I And I we literally it. had just met. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of that weirdo. But see, it's all worked out. We're oh, good. yeah. I, I then, went home that night and told my fiance, I was like, oh my goodness, there's an Ohio in there. And like, this you, is so great. When you came back the second time, you brought me a can of Skyline Chili. Yes, I did. And, and I can't even bring myself to open it because it's up on my shelf in my office so that we can just admire it. Yeah. I understand and respect that. Okay. And so for those of you who do not know about Skyline Chili, Miss Stith, tell us a little bit about Skyline versus Gold Star Skyline Chili. Skyline way better. So there are two really main franchises in Cincinnati, and it's a very Cincinnati thing. We have noodles, and then chili, and then cheese. And um, Gold, Scar, Gold Star ooh, sorry, is um, not good, but Skyline, that's where it's at. Yeah. However, Gold Star is at the Cincinnati airport, so in a pinch, it can it can be a substitute. Yeah. And so, for for somebody from Texas, is it is it really chili? It's not really chili. It's just ground meat with seasoning. Yeah. Um, and the secret is they put a little cocoa powder in there, so it's like hair sweet, but now, not too much. So, do you get the coney dog, or do you just get the noodles and the chili? Oh, I get both. Okay. So I actually like to get a four-way bean. So noodles, chili, beans, cheese, and a cheese coney. Yes. With okay. mustard and onions. Okay. So if anybody needs to know about Cincinnati chili, make sure you guys talk to Miss Stiff. Yes. I feel it's like delicious. that is what other people, like what I'm feeling right now is how other people in the outside of Texas feel about Whataburger and Dairy Queen. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Like that's the comparison I'm making right now. 
because I know nothing about these things that you're talking about. No. Yeah. So, Only Cincinnatians really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I can't get past the noodles. And most people can't. Honestly, it looks, thinking it looks awful. It's, it does it, actually mean, look gross. It looks terrible. Um, and I would say most people outside of Cincinnati don't actually like it. But my husband mm-hmm. and his stepkids, both, they all really like okay. it. So there is hope for outsiders. But people up there eat it like it's going out of style. Oh, yeah. So Bear has a shirt that has Skyline Chili on it. Um, and Brian got him a onesie and... He wore it his first time going to Skyline. So it was it was really a, a precious moment. Yeah, it's uh, Whataburger is a good comparison. I mean, but right, Whataburger is obviously a little bit easier to understand since it's fast food burgers. Yeah, but yeah. still, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's fair. I didn't even know what Whataburger was until I came to Texas. Yes, had no idea what it was. Really? Nope, no clue. Okay, isn't and that sad? Skyline I mean, is fast food. Like there's a drive-through. You oh, yeah. can go in and sit down, but it's mm. it's hard to eat on the fast. go though. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> so next time you're in Cincinnati, Mr. Hoffman. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I had a, I had a chance last year when we our OM team went to Worlds. We were in o, or we were in Illinois. Okay. So oh. we were close enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. the states are super small up there, and. Mm-hmm. Texas is huge, guys. Texas no, is huge. Absolutely. I've always said that that's one of the, and I think I've even said it on the podcast before, that's one of the biggest things I had to adjust to mm-hmm. being here is I would get frustrated with the kids for not looking out at colleges outside of Texas. And I had to wrap my head around the fact that in Ohio, where I'm from, so Dayton, Cincinnati area, right? Three hours from that, that spot puts us in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Indiana, Almost to Illinois, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's seven mm-hmm. states, right? In a three-hour, yeah. three-hour jaunt. Uh, I drove three hours to a conference last week in Houston, and yeah, well, guess what? I was just yeah. still yeah. deeper in Texas. So, yes. yeah, years ago, my Rachel and I went to a wedding in Ohio, and some friends weren't hadn't made it yet, and we we're like, well, where are they? Oh, they're in another state. Really? It's going to take them forever to get here. No, 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 no. They're an hour away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yep. Cincinnati airport is actually in Kentucky. <laughs> it's greater yeah. Cincinnati, yeah, right? it's the greater Cincinnati area. <laughs> but the, like, I'm laughing at this, but the problem is like, I'm the outlier because I'm the one that lives in the largest state in the continent of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, okay. So... What do you miss most about home? I miss my extended family. We were all very close. Um, my parents have a farm and they call it the compound because everyone just goes out there and hangs out all the time. Uh, I also really miss the food as we've talked about in detail. But I will say Texas has really opened my eyes to what real barbecue in Tex-Mex is. So before then, I, I thought that those things were good and then i came here and was ashamed of what i thought was good before so no disrespect montgomery Inn, but that's not really barbecue is it oh exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so again for those of you that don't know montgomery inn is probably the most famous barbecue place in cincinnati absolutely but it's not really barbecue yes yeah i used to think it was delicious and then i came here and ate stanley's and i was like oh i don't know how montgomery inn is in business (laughs) sorry montgomery inn yeah um okay so when you get so speaking of food you get off the plane you're on your way to the compound where are you are you stopping at skyline yes, are you stopping stop, somewhere else where are we where are we stopping for food yes that's a great question i stop at skyline 
Um, and we always will have like lunch or dinner or whatever there. And then on the way to my parents, we stop and get pints of Grater's ice cream. And we'll take that to their house and, and eat those throughout our visit. Okay. So for the folks that don't know about Grater's, first of all, spell it. Oh, I don't know how to spell it. So it's G-R-A-E-T-E-R apostrophe S. Yes. It doesn't spell it like it sounds. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but tell them about Grater's ice cream. Um, Grater's ice cream is a locally owned um, store and they have ice cream and baked goods and it is delicious. Their ice cream is, I would say, creamier, maybe fattier than typical ice cream. Like Bluebell? Oh, it's way better than Bluebell. Sorry, Bluebell. (laughs) It's so good. And for those of us that like chocolate in our ice cream, tell us about the the chips. We'll call them chips, but tell tell us about the chips. Yeah, so they're most known for their black raspberry chocolate chip, and the chips are like massive chunks of chocolate that then somehow dissolve on your mouth as you eat them. Um, even for someone who doesn't love chocolate, it's delicious. Yeah, pretty stupendous. Yep, agreed. So outside of work, tell us what you enjoy doing, how you spend your time. Obviously, Bear is young, so he takes up a lot of it. But but what do you guys enjoy doing? So um, we love going on walks. And so typically we'll go to Tyler State Park or a park around um, Tyler and go for a hike or a walk. And then um, we are now being dragged to playgrounds. Um, So that has started to become part of our weekend Mm -hmm. plans. Um, My weekend without Bear would definitely still include some like walks and hikes, but we would probably hit up a, a couple breweries or wineries. I don't know if I can say that on here. We'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> and then um, I love trying new food. Okay. So I'm always up for trying a new restaurant or something different. And you and your husband are kind of, forgive me for saying this, but history geeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, in fact, last night we were trying to watch 1883, which is a television series about the year 1883. And we didn't even get through the entire episode because we were pausing and be like, well, actually, in this historical time period. (laughs) And so we're watching it with my parents. And finally, my dad just got up and left. He was like, I can't handle this. (laughs) Is it bad when your dad thinks you're that much of a geek? Yeah, because he likes history. Um, But you guys are over the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel sorry for Bear. (laughs) He doesn't have a prayer, does he? No. <laughs> so, all right. So let's get into to your college story. So now that we know a little bit about Miss Death, so where did you go to college? You have two degrees, right? Yes. So I actually started at the University of Kentucky, and I went there for um, a year and a half, and then I transferred to Xavier University, and I got my undergrad there, and then I earned my master's at Ashland University, also in Ohio. So... Um, I've had a couple different colleges and different experiences. I also took classes at, um, UC, Mount St. Joe, NKU, and UC Claremont. Wow. Okay. Things I didn't know. Yes. For those people that don't know, NKU stands for? Northern Kentucky University. It's the sub, you know, it's after UK and in terms of colleges, but it's a great college. It's a D1 school now. Yeah. When you were there, they were D2 though, right? Yes. Still? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So you're a senior in Cincinnati in high school 
and you're deciding on where to go. You end up at UK. Tell us what that journey looked like for you. What what were some of the deciding factors? Maybe where else did you visit or apply? And then what ultimately made you choose UK? Yes, that's a great question. So um, my mom filled out my University of Kentucky application and mailed it in. Like literally, I'm embarrassed to say she did all of that. Um, so early admission, I was like, oh, okay, I already got into UK. I didn't have to do anything to get in. Like, that's great. So backstory on that, my parents and both of their parents and their parents and all of my cousins, aunts and uncles, everyone went to the University of Kentucky. Um, so my great grandmother was actually the first female graduate of the business school at UK. Um, and she was valid Victorian, but they wouldn't give her that status because she was a woman. So in my lifetime, I've seen that corrected and we like went and honored her and it was really cool. Um, but I felt like I didn't have a choice. Like UK was our family school. That's where I was going. Expected. Expected. Um, my dad at the time, he was like, I don't know if this is the best school for you. So he encouraged me to look at other schools. And I was much more interested at that point in showing my horse and having fun than necessarily touring colleges. So he pulled me to Baldwin Wallace, which mm-hmm. is a small liberal arts school um, close to Cleveland, Ohio. And we went there and visited. And the president of the university had lunch with us. And we walked all around and I'll never forget. He asked me, the president, um, where else have you visited? And I said, the University of Kentucky. And he said, oh, wow, two very different schools. And I said, I don't know. They seem the same to me. And like looking back now, I was so embarrassed and mortified because they are completely different schools. But I think that shows just a little bit how out of touch I was um, and kind of how I felt like the decision was made for me. So I wasn't going to invest a lot of time and energy. And that didn't work out for me. I went to UK for a year and a half and I loved um, going to the sporting events and I love the school. I still cheer for them, but I realized it was way too big and it wasn't actually the best school for my major. At UK, in order to get an education degree, you have to graduate with a master's. And so that made it a lot harder to get a job um, in entry level positions in the Cincinnati area. They don't want teachers with their master's at first. They want them to just have their undergrads. They don't have to pay them as much. And mm-hmm. then typically the schools will work with you to have you go to get your master's and, and help with that. So I ended up transferring to Xavier. Okay. And I love Xavier. Sorry, Mr. Motto. I know you're a Dayton fan, but, but Xavier's where it's at. Um, Xavier is a small Jesuit school in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, And I went there really um, because I knew that I wanted to eventually be back with my family in Cincinnati. So then when I did student teaching and all the observations, I could do that locally. Xavier had a really good history department and already knew one of the history professors. So that really helped me um, feel comfortable going there. And Um, I could graduate without my um, master's, which was important to me. So I could just immediately get into the classroom Um, and they gave me a scholarship. Um, So that was, yes, that was a a very important decision as well. Okay. Awesome. So, so now you're, you're at Xavier. You, you, you already know you want to be a teacher at this point. Yes. 
Yes. When did that happen? At what point or maybe what were the factors in, in you knowing, hey, this is what I want to do? So um, when I was little, I was probably the um, annoying bossy kid because I used to always make my friends play school and I was always the teacher. And I would like beg my parents to like buy all these old desks and like set them up in the basement so that I could like be a teacher. Um, and I remember my, my dad owned a lumber company, so I would go there with my mom and she was the accountant and I would get her little like pay stubs that had multiple, um, like attachments to it. So you could write on the top and it would bleed through the bottom and I would give like my friends homework and I would have to like sign off on it. And I said, I get the top paper, you get the bottom one, turn this back in. So like, I just have always felt that, um, and I, I really started leaning into that my senior year of high school, but I didn't exactly know what kind of teacher I wanted to be. So my first year of college, I went and observed my sister teaching, and she was teaching fifth grade. And within the course of like 10 minutes, she made two students cry because they didn't do their homework. So she's like, you can't go to recess. You have to do your homework. And they're like sobbing, and it unaffected her. She, she was not moved by their tears at all. And I was like over in the corner, like sobbing. Um, so I knew like, I can't handle little kids. The bigger kids, I, I can deal with them. But the littles, I was like, I would just let them walk all over me because as soon as they started crying, I would feel bad for them. Whereas the older ones, if they cry, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> so that is not the way to affect you in the classroom, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Come to me with, with honesty and I'll show you grace. But tears, meh. Eh. I'll give you a mm -hmm. tissue. Dark soul. <laughs> so, okay. So you're majoring in history. You're now at Xavier. What are some of the significant experiences you had at Xavier that have impacted your, your growth um, in education and history, et cetera? So my senior year, I read a book, um, and it was The Power of Yes. And so it was just talking about how a lot of people miss out on experiences because they say no. So it encouraged people to say yes. So I decided I was going to say yes to everything. Looking back, I'm not exactly sure how I survived because I did way more than any person should in a year. But it really opened up a lot of opportunities to me that I would have otherwise said no to. Um, for example, it led me to South Africa. So I got to go there and volunteer in schools and see what education looked like there and what they were doing versus what I knew. And it really helped me grow, not only as an educator, but as a person as well. Um, it also led me to observe a whole bunch of different people. So by this time, like I'm a senior, people know that I want to be a teacher. I am doing my student teaching um, the first semester, but then people kept saying, why don't you come and observe me? Come in and look at this. So I was going to all different schools, rural, urban, suburban, public, private, large, small. I mean, I was just going to all of these different classrooms. And it really helped me see how different teachers have different styles and what works and how I can make what they do kind of my own. So that was super helpful for me. Um, also, one of my teachers asked me to help her with researching a book that she was doing. And I would have never said yes to that because I would be like, I'm not qualified. I've got a lot of other stuff to do. But I said yes. And so it led me to like 
just learned so much about how to research and how that impacts history and how that still impacts us today and really learn her style of how to research and then how that leads to writing and publication. And so she kind of helped me walk through those steps. And then as a result of that, I was asked to present at Xavier's Symposium for Students. So I would have never said yes to that because I had to say um, my project and my research, I had to present it to the entire um, faculty and staff at Xavier. And I would have never done that, but it really helped me, public speaking, get comfortable with my content, delivering it to different types of people. So that was super helpful. Um, So with that, I had really good relationships with all of the history professors at Xavier, which really led me to be able to ask questions when I didn't understand and feel comfortable going to them. Um, So I was like always at their office hours or hanging out in the building and that helped make that connection for sure. And then they were super helpful with getting me um, really to the right grad school for me. So the power of yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Outstanding. I'll have to check that out. Maybe yes. we should make some. May, yes. <laughs> well, yes. Maybe maybe we should make the the students read that. That's great. So. So um, I want to ask, from everything that you've gone through, your experiences, what advice would you give to our seniors as they begin submitting applications and contemplating where they should ultimately end up? I would say listen to yourself. Okay. I know that students are mostly eighteen years old at this point, mm-hmm. um, but try not to let other people's expectations or influence decide where you're going to go. Um, Cause that's what, what happened to me mm-hmm. and I'm not sorry about it, but I think that if I had had someone sit down with me and say like, what do you want and mm-hmm. force me to decide rather than having the easy decision of people deciding for me, um, it would have drastically changed the trajectory of my life. So listen to yourself, be confident in your choice and do your research. Um, that's mm-hmm. one thing that I think is so unique about All Saints is we have such a strong college advising office and students have time in their school day to actually research, ask questions, dive in, apply to places, mm-hmm. because that is like really the hardest part of the process, but the most meaningful. Great. Um, Also, I have a lot of students coming in with anxiety, like, oh, no, I'm behind. What should I do? What do you want to tell those students um, that are maybe freaking out? Like, I'm way behind. What should I do? Well, I would say um, you're never behind your expectations, right? Like, so if your expectation is to do this, then you need to just step up and do it. If your parents' expectation is that, then you need to go talk to them and say, how can we get through this? How can we get this done? Um, You can be as motivated to get stuff done as you want. So, um, I mean, I'm a big proponent of time management. So if something matters to you, you're going to do it. If you're feeling anxious about it, like, throw your anxiety away mm-hmm. and just start working. My grandmother used to always say, worrying is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. So stop worrying about it and, mm-hmm. and jump in and do it. And they have a huge support system here with the two of you. Mm-hmm. They can come to you for help. And I know you guys can help them every step. 
Yeah, I love that advice. Mm-hmm. I want to have one more question. So what advice would you give our freshmen as they begin um, their life in upper school? Oh, yes, freshmen. So um, I would encourage them to get involved in school. So do extracurricular activities, dress up for homecoming day. Um, I say that because we are all dressed up as tacky tourists today. So luckily it's a podcast and not a television show. Um, So get involved and then learn how to ask for help early. I know it's a transition from middle Mm -hmm. to upper school, but your teachers were here to help you. We're here um, to guide you. So don't be scared to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, knowing when you need others to step in and go to tutorial times, um, get that extra help when you need it. Great. Should students be scared of AP European history? They should not. (laughs) I mean, I understand that there is fear and anxiety out there about AP European history, but they can do it and they always do it well. So come be a part of AP Euro. That's your PSA for the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. That was very informative. I learned, actually, I, I didn't realize that you hadn't graduated from UK. Yes. I thought you had your undergrad from UK and a master's from Xavier. So see, I learned something today. That's what most people think. Like, I go back to Cincinnati and most people are like, oh, how is UK? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't graduate from there. <laughs> I guess I gained a little bit more respect for you now that you don't actually have the degree from UK. Oh, okay. I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah, take it how you will, right? (laughs) How's the basketball team going to be this year? Do we know yet? Um, I think it's still a little early. I'm concerned that our football team is doing so well. Our basketball team is going to bomb. How's that going to go over in the state? The Commonwealth, excuse me. The Commonwealth. It is a Commonwealth, yes, absolutely. Um, So... uh, I personally think that UK basketball has to have a final four season this year or else Coach Calipari's job is on the line. There are some who disagree with me, like Mr. Motto. But um, Mm. in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, we expect our basketball boys to perform year after year. We don't expect championships, but final fours are are pretty necessary. You don't expect championships? (laughs) Not every year. Every other year, every three years, but we have not won since 2012. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Coach Cal, I hope you're listening. Me too. All right. I think that's that's it for today's show. Miss Stith, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. OH. IO. All right. Thank you for having me. Miss Riley, episode yes. one done. Thank you for being here. Look forward to the next one. Um, be sure to subscribe to our social media at Facebook and Instagram at ASES College. And thank you for listening to another episode of My College Story. All right. Good job. That was great. That's it. Yay. We're done. So you can edit out those parts where I sounded silly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't edit anything. <laughs> I take out the front, I put some music on, and I take out the back and I put some music on. I'm starting to sweat. Did you get all my smiles? Yeah, got them all. Every single one. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. And my thumbs up. Thank you.